Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 2, titled Nautilus. Yet another fantastic, fantastic episode. Uh, So, our new number this week, and this is actually really, really clever and really like a nice change of pace because we're still very much in this like rebuilding era. After Samaritan has gone online, we're still very much in this era of licking our wounds and trying to get back on our feet, trying to get this numbers game up and running again. And as part of that, we still got Finch going, no, no, I'm not a part of this. I'm not a part of this at all. I'm I'm not doing it. I'm not... I'm not, our covers come first. I'm not getting involved. And so, for our number this time around, Reese just tricks Finch into tailing this one college student because she's their latest number. (laughs) Like, they just, they've literally got him, like... (laughs) Reese literally said, hey, you want to meet me here for, uh, for, like, some food and stuff? And Finch showed up. Reese never came. And he's just like, yeah, I can't. Sorry. I have paperwork. But while you're there, you might as well, like, follow our new number who frequents that exact diner you're at right now. And Finch is just like, damn you, Reese. But eventually he gets sucked into this number because this college student has a lot of parallels with Finch himself. She is a mathematical genius. She is a chess grandmaster. Uh, She is a massive, massive computer whiz. Uh, She is... A very Finch-type person. But over the last year or so, she's been kind of spiraling. Stealing stuff, acting out, skipping classes. Uh, She's got at least one suicide attempt on her belt. And she has now, without explanation, come to New York... With a gun. And it's just roaming the streets. And so Finch is like, okay, I'll follow her. I'll see what's up with this woman. And over the course of following her, we learn that she's playing this weird game. 
we get uh, a look at all of these puzzles. And by the way, the puzzles that they come up with in this episode to have these people solve, really clever. Really well done. And it's very, very engaging to watch. I won't go through all the puzzles, but like... There's, like, a lost dog poster with a number that translates to GPS coordinates. There's some diagrams. There's braille traffic lights at one point. There's, like, a skull with musical notes on it, which provides an avenue for Fusco to to sing, which is the stuff of nightmares. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, God. Oh, Fusco, I love you, man, but, like, please, never sing again. My ears are bleeding. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to listen to Fusco sing. Why did they unleash that on the world? No, I hate it. I hate it. It's not good. It, it, no, 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 no. Now, uh, but there are some really, really clever puzzles they construct for this episode that are really, really cool to watch them solve. But we're sort of following her as she weirdly plays this game, and she is taking this game very, 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 very seriously to the point where when Finch is seen following her. She pulls out a gun on him and is like, you're trying to sabotage me. You're trying to steal off of my work. You're trying to win the game. And Finch is like, no, I'm not. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah? Well, guess you can't follow me if you're being beat up by a couple of guys because you shot out their back window. Bang. Oh, my God. He's got a gun. Bye, bitch. (laughs) And I love this whole sequence where Finch is, like, about to be roughed up by these guys. And Reese shows up in his cop persona being like, Hey, I'm taking this guy into custody. Uh, This guy, this guy's part of a case I'm working. I'm gonna take him in. And, uh, yeah, you're, uh, He'll pay up. He'll pay for your repairs. By the way, worth noting, he no longer has unlimited funds. Finch no longer has all the money in the world coming in. Alright, here... Yeah, take your money and go. And then, after Finch gives his little debrief, Reese is like, Alright, now I'm just gonna go ahead and arrest you, because... Uh, I can't look suspicious, and, you know, our cover identities are what's important. (laughs) Oh, it's great. It's amazing. I love it. It's the the greatest thing on the planet. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. But as we go further and further and further down the rabbit hole that is this game, we find out that this girl is being targeted by military contractors. Dude shows up pretending to be this girl's father. 
And the woman's like, um, that's not my father. My parents died in a car crash a couple years back. And then we get into this big, massive fight with these military contractors who then just F off as soon as this girl runs away. So now not only is she playing this game, but it's put her in, like, the crosshairs of legit assassins. Somehow. And apparently we find out this game is... Something that is very widespread, that has been played in multiple other places in the world over 27-day periods. No one knows uh, what to get if you win. No one has ever heard from anyone who's won. So it's a massive, massive mystery. So we can't figure out where this comes from. But Finch finds some security footage of when that lost dog poster went up. And... Finds out it was put up by this barista. So, Finch recruits Shaw to go in there and interrogate this dude. And we find out in this very, very, very unorthodox interrogation where Shaw ridicules soy milk and is like, Here, make me a latte. Don't make it decaf. We find out that this guy knows nothing about the game. Someone just emailed him instructions of what to do, where to put this lost dog poster, and would get some money for it. So when Finch gets the email and tries to track its source, tries to find out where it came from, he's like, wait a minute, it... It looks like this just materialized in his inbox. Like, this didn't come from anywhere. And then Finch gets hacked. Finch becomes the victim of this cataclysmic hack that just tears up his hard drive. Like, decimates his laptop. And at this point, Finch puts two and two together and is like, Oh, shit, this is Samaritan. Run! Run away! And, like, just throws the laptop out of the car, and is like, Hey, drive! Right now! They're tracking our location! And then runs, and basically Finch at this point decides, Hey, hey, you can't, you can't protect her. You can't make any moves against her. Like, Samaritan is in charge of this game. Samaritan's watching every move she makes. You cannot, you cannot try to rescue her. No, no, stop your, stop the number, stop it, pause, press pause on saving this woman's life. Like, we can't risk ourselves. By the way, I love this moment where Reese is just very, very frustrated. It's like, we have to save this woman. We have to save this woman. And Finch just says, don't let your frustration with me Affect your judgment. And Shaw immediately responds. He's going to let his frustration with you affect his judgment. (laughs) This is why I love Shaw. I love this character because she calls everyone else out. (laughs) Reese, of course, ignores Finch and takes out the military contractors and starts interrogating them. And between this and a conversation with Root, we find out two things. By the way, um, Root is now a flight attendant who has kidnapped a pilot. 
So there's that. Uh, but through a conversation with Rue and interrogating these military guys, we find out two things. One, this is almost certainly a recruitment tool because Samaritan wants human agents. Two, the reason that these military contractors are after this girl is because, as part of the game, she hacked them and stole, like, a massively sensitive document. And they want it back, and they want to find out what she knows. So... Yeah. Suffice it to say, the stakes are massive. (laughs) The stakes are gigantic in this situation. Now, we don't know what this document is. We don't know what it is. We don't know what's in it. We don't know what it's all about. We know it's important to these guys, though. And all of this culminates in this magnificent sequence at the observation deck. Where Reese and Shaw are taking out these military contractors... Uh, They're fighting these guys in the elevator. And all the while, Finch is talking to this woman and is like, Hey, listen. This is not what you think. This is a recruitment tool for a powerful force, let's say. I know you're trying to find meaning in your parents' death. That is like just a completely random accident and inherently has no meaning behind it. I get that. But you are searching for it in the wrong place. Like... Sure, they'll give you meaning, but it will be the wrong meaning. Like, it will be bad. You will be going down the completely wrong path, and you will be in massive amounts of danger. Please, 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 please stop this. Please quit the game. And of course, she doesn't. And she leaves. And Finch, at this moment, decides it was her decision. She made her choice. We can't make it for her. Humans have to make their own decisions. Earlier in the episode, when Finch was trying to get Root to ask the machine what he should do, Root basically tells Finch, The machine's going to tell you that humans need to make their own decisions. That's what you programmed it to say. That's what you programmed her to say. And Finch takes this to heart. Follows the machine's advice. Follows his own advice. Humans have to make their own choices. So she lets this woman go and leaves her to her own devices. And whatever happens, happens. What ends up happening is that this woman follows the puzzle to its conclusion... Ends up being surrounded by guys with guns who are about to shoot her, who are about to kill her. Gets rescued by something. And then finds a phone where Samaritan just puts the words, I'll protect you now. And Samaritan deems this girl an asset. She is fully recruited by Samaritan. We have just watched someone drink the Samaritan Kool-Aid fully. 
And also, conveniently, right after this happens, uh, that document that the military guys really, really wanted, that document that the military contractors really, really wanted, turns out it details a massive surveillance system they were working on that would directly compete with Samaritan. And now that it's public, now that it's in the world, it's essentially dead. Remember, we've already seen in the last episode that Samaritan is basically finding every single fledgling AI and, se- and, and crushing it and making sure it dies. It is eliminating all of its competition. So this was not just about recruitment. This was also about killing yet another AI. This was about killing yet another Samaritan competitor. But we get a delightful ending where Finch decides, you know what? I gotta work these numbers. I can't not do it. I can't not work these numbers. I can't not be a part of this thing that I started. And he shows recent Shaw what he found at the end of the last episode, which is an old subway repair station that has long since been abandoned. And he is now rigged up with power that's off the grid and an off the grid network. To access, like, a bunch of computer systems and all that. So that they can remain fully hidden from Samaritan. In other words, we now have a new base of operations. New library, new library, new library. By the way, if you were to ask me which base of operations... I prefer library or subway. Hands down, I prefer subway. That is a better set. That is a much more interesting set. That is a much more interesting location. I like the library, don't get me wrong. But the subway? Man, I love the subway. That is an awesome hideout. That is an awesome base of operations. That is an awesome HQ. It's so cool, and I am so happy that we have finally gotten to the point where we're going to be here regularly. It's going to be great. It's going to be real good. So yeah, we're back in business, baby. Team Machine versus Samaritan. It is on. Anyway, uh, solid episode all around. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simplest. Just push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark to pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that 
as well. On Monday, we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 3. Talk to you then.